Ernest, what's up? Look, in the world of personal finance management, finding the right tool is crucial. If you've been relying on Mint to keep your personal finances in check, I got a mix of news for you. Mint is closing down. But here's a silver lining. Monarch Money is stepping up as the go-to financial app and users, including myself, are making the switch with a smile. Before Monarch, juggling my finances felt like navigating a stormy sea. Other apps either lacked features or were too cumbersome. Then came Monarch Money. Its ease of use, powerful features, and sleek design turned financial management from a chore into a breeze. The constant updates, well, that's the cherry on top. But what truly set it apart for me was its collaboration feature. Money matters constrain relationships, but Monarch brings peace to the table. The app's collaboration tools allowed my partner and I to seamlessly manage our finances together. We aligned on our budgets, tracked our cash flow, and even planned our future goals all in one place. Speaking of goals, be it saving for a down payment, your dream vacation, or your children's education, Monarch simplifies it all. It's no wonder the Wall Street Journal hailed it as the best budgeting app. This isn't just an app. It's the next generation of personal finance management, ad-free, intuitive, and always evolving with you in mind. Now look, Monarch isn't just another app. It's the all-in-one solution. From effortlessly importing your data from Mint to customizing your dashboard to your heart's content, Monarch respects your privacy with a strict no-ads, no-data-selling policy. This is financial management as it should be, focused on you. Look, after trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's a top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash Mondays. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash Mondays for your extended 30-day free trial. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. So Jalen Brown, NBA star, good dude. We met him. Um, he signed the largest contract in NBA history. Mm-hmm. And uh, during his press conference, he mentioned wanting to uh, build a black Wall Street of sorts in Boston, mm-hmm. which obviously he plays for the Boston Celtics. And it's interesting because Boston is one of these cities that has one of the worst wealth gap disparities in America, I forgot the exact number, but I, it was around at one point they were saying that, you know, the average white family's net worth was 110000 for the average Bostonian and the average black family's net worth was $8. Mm-hmm. Jesus. Mm-hmm. So um, that was the Kipling report. So, yeah. So Boston has a long history of racism. It's interesting because it's in the north. So. You know, a lot of people, when you think of racism, you think of Southern states, KKK. But Boston has had a historic history of being extremely racist city and sporting events in particular. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of athletes have had different instances where they've, you know, been called racial slurs and different things. I think Boston's always been like a real racist place. Uh, not everybody's racist, but no, that's, no. His, that's his history. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, is what it, it is what it is. 
So yeah, it's interesting, and of course, it, you know, it caught a lot of attention in the financial literacy community and business and investing and different things of that nature. So, um, what's your thoughts on this? Um, I think it was an amazing statement. Um, twofold. Like I wish parts of me wish that he didn't say it, but only because I wonder. Although the statement was amazing, it was beautiful, it was eloquent. I wonder if that puts a target on his back. That's always my first thought when we announce something in public. But I think it's amazing to see an athlete on the day that he signs an amazing contract, which he's worked his entire life for, turn his focus to the community and not make it about him. Like, mm -hmm. I think that's beautiful. And I wish we saw more of that. And hopefully this starts a wave in which every athlete who gets a big contract like that finds a way to invest back into the community. Because a lot of times people will hear these numbers and be like, well, how does it benefit me? For the first time in a long time, I've heard an athlete at least put together a desire to have a plan to want to give back and close the wealth gap that we've been talking about all night. So from that standpoint, I thought it was absolutely um, amazing. And the statement was eloquent, um, amazing. And I, and I feel like his heart is in the right place as well. So that, that definitely brought me joy. Yeah. First, congratulations to him uh, for signing that contract. I think it's important where he was doing it. And it, it alludes to what you were saying is about the community. Right. He didn't do it at the, the Celtics headquarters. He didn't do it at the practice facility. He did it at his uh, Juice Foundation Bridge program um, yep. inside of the community of Boston. And like you said, he's signing the wealthiest contract in the history of the NBA. The first thing he talks about is the, the, the wealth gap in this is not new. It didn't surprise me that it came from Jalen because he's been a person that's been vocal about many things um, that revolve around the injustice of our people, whether it be economic or whether it be social. Um, and he had a whole article inside the New York Times, I believe right after the All-Star break, about being black in the city of Boston mm -hmm. and what that comes with and when you're not performing at a, a, at a level that they you know, have expectations for. And he's very vocal about that. And you know, a lot of people didn't like that. But if you look at the history, like Shadi said, and I think Netflix has a great documentary on Bill Russell. If you watch the documentary on Bill Russell, it gives you a glimpse into, I mean, one of the greatest athletes in the history of the city, definitely in the history of the NBA, and the greatest champion that the NBA has seen, the things that he faced even at the level of winning inside of that city. Um, and so it it makes me, and and it makes me think back to his time when we talk about athletes who take on activism all right, because Jalen spoke up when, uh, you know, the George Floyd incident happened. He was very vocal during that. Um, and so this is this has been happening throughout his career. Yeah. Now, he got a lot of negative feedback when he signed with, with Ye. And obviously, Ye, you know, went through his situation and he, he left the label. And then when Kyrie was going through his situation, Jalen Brown was vocal about that. But at least he's speaking. Yeah. Right. Like, at least he's saying what's on his mind. He's a very from what you know everything we've seen and when we've encountered him a very thoughtful young man um so i was proud and i told you earlier the word that he used that really was like he gets it it was like these numbers are very well known and it's unsettling to me so even yeah. in the height of the you know his prowess as a professional inside of uh, athletics when he's signing this contract he still knows that there's a part of me that that is unsettling that piece of it Yes, this is like a celebratory time for me, but what else can we do? Which I, I was very proud to see from him. Rashad, your thoughts? Um, no, I mean, I, I think, you know, the same thing. I think that it was definitely encouraging for him to see. But, you know, I think that there's a new wave of a lot of athletes that have that type of mentality from Kyrie Irving to himself to a bunch of other people 
um, we're, you know, community based. Yeah. And uh, I think the first step is to, you know, just have that mindset. Now, of course, it's, it's tremendously difficult to kind of implement some. I don't know what his actual plan is. It would be interesting to talk to him about it. Mm-hmm. I feel that, you know, physical Black Wall Street might not be um, something that is a top priority if I was doing that. Um, because I feel like, you know, brick and mortar, we're not in the same day and age that we were 100 years ago. Yeah. But as far as the overall stimulating the economy, this is my thing. I feel that there's a few things that could be beneficial and not just from him, but from a variety of different people. But starting a private equity firm to invest in black businesses. Yep. That can scale to the hundred million dollar billion dollar valuation level. Starting venture capital firms that can do the same thing. Um, starting political action parties to really have a political system in place to, you know, fund politicians that want to push agendas that we can benefit from as a community. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of thing. That's that's the, you know, two thousand and twenty three, two thousand twenty thirty four. Like this, this is what I think we should be at now, and yeah. I'm not. And I don't want to discount what he's saying as far as Black Wall Street. It's, it's important and it's significant in our history. But I just feel like now, you know, the brick and mortar businesses and the small businesses, like we have to start thinking about how do we take our businesses public and how do we get, you know, to the to that highest level possible. Yeah. And I think that that is something that you know, not having access to capital is something that stops a lot of businesses from succeeding. So having, you know, an incubator system put in place to actually help businesses on a mentorship program grow Mm -hmm. is beneficial. But then also having, like I said, those private equity or those venture capital firms and black banks to provide lending, funding, investment Mm -hmm. into startup companies to help them grow is probably, I think, the most beneficial thing that can be done right now. I agree. Like I was thinking about this yesterday. Great, like Troy said, great minds think alike. Because Xander's asking me about AAU basketball now, and I'm like, okay, that's great. He's eight, but we have no AAU farm system for black businesses in this country. Like we'll put our kids in a camp at five, six, seven, eight, nine, but we like the average entrepreneur that starts a business at 29 has no clear pipeline of who to go to to get funding, even if the idea is a hit. Like that's sad. So I definitely agree. Like that's one of the biggest solutions that we need to fix over these next few years. And hopefully uh, after we curate these great synergies and frequencies that invest fast, hopefully Robert and a few others will have some solutions on how we can do that and put that together. But it's definitely important. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.